Hi, and welcome to this Property Life podcast brought to you by Property Wealth System. My name is Caroline Clayton, and I'm a property investor and trainer. And Property Wealth System is a collective of very ordinary people doing some extraordinary things in the property world. This week, we are very blessed to be speaking to Jesper Fredrickson who started, like many, with investing in buy-to-lets, moving up to HMOs, and now, more excitingly, buying banks and converting them into a number of residential units that he's then keeping to rent out for himself. In this episode, you'll hear exactly how uh, Jesper started, how he progressed, what challenges he overcame, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot from this episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Jesper, great to see you. Hi, Kona. How are you? Um, good to see you too. Nice yes. to see you. It's been a long time. We have known each other for many, many, many years, and I'm so delighted to, to hear your journey today, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. So tell us a little bit about your background. How? Yeah, so I guess um, going back to where we met, maybe. So we, I think we, we did training with you back in 2016, me and my wife, and... Uh, at that time, we were both coming out of engineering jobs, sort of consultancies, working all over the UK. Um, and the oil and gas market, which we were in, had kind of taken a bit of a dive and thought we had enough of this. On the side, um, we thought property would be a good vehicle for us. Um, like many others, we were sort of watching the homes under the hammer and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, we bought an old house just around the corner from where we live and did it. Oh, we didn't do it wrong, but just didn't do it right either. <laughs> we we spent a year doing it up. It was a flip property, and uh, we spent a we spent a lot of time. Probably our 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 hourly rate was less than ten pounds, probably. <laughs> so, um, but it was a good exercise. But then we went to you you well the training with you over. I think it was a, a, a weekend, and just thought, oh dear, we've done it. Like there's other ways of doing this. Yeah. Um, and then that's really what, where we started with property. So we, we went out doing buy-to-lets in Scotland, flips. We started out with doing uh, sort of, at that time, there was plenty of stuff to look at, get offers out. I think in the first half year, we offered on something like 150 properties. Wow. Um, and I think we got, I think it was like something like eight eight offers accepted. So we, fairly quickly, we went into sort of buying quite a few Awesome. Um, I don't know if you could even see 150 properties at the moment of sort of buy-to-let properties, but yeah. at the yeah. time, there's quite a few out there. So that's good action taking. You were very aggressive in getting out there and, and getting on. Well, we kind of jumped right in, and I'm not suggesting this is a good way. We didn't have a job. Yeah. We had to make it work. We had to make an income. Yeah. So we decided, so we sort of, we started buying, so every, we, we would buy three and then keep two and sell one yeah and and then we used that to live off um for the first year year and a half to start getting the income brilliant um so and then again we, we did training throughout the process we sort of we spread our training sessions out quite a bit over probably two and a half year yeah and so we we had a lot of we did a some training and then we executed that and then we took a break from training that the next stage of training yeah 
So about a year, I think in 2017, we went into the HMO market. Okay. At uh, that time, we did a mentorship with Nick, your husband. Mm-hmm. And um, that really catapulted us into doing HMOs, mainly. We were still buying buy-to-lets, but our main focus was HMOs. Um, and then we build up a, a sort of a small portfolio of HMOs, uh, ranging between four and eight bedrooms. Nice. Um, and then before we did that for a couple of years, that, then now we're sort of getting towards 2020. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'll need to maybe try and do something else. And we thought we'll, we did a, a few commercial to residential small developments. Yeah. When we did HMOs, and then we thought we'll do that. We'll, we'll we'll have a look and see what we can get. Um, and we looked at a lot of old buildings and and end up with an old HSBC bank. Nice. Which we completed on at the first week of the first lockdown. Wow. <laughs> so lockdown, yeah. and you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so again, the idea was it had been on. It's been it had been empty for twelve years, and and we were just looking at. And really developing back to our buy to let strategy. So, so develop to keep. Um, Brilliant. Um, so, yeah. And that's really what we've been doing for the last three years. Um, just exited that development, got them all led, and are now in planning for our next similar development. Another bank. You like your bank. I love, I love a bank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just been talking about banks in a different sense. We'll come round to yeah. that. So that very first development then, HSBC Bank, did you know what you were going to do with it before you bought it? What was the plan? Yeah, so we had a pretty good idea. So in the city centre where we're investing in the northeast, um, there's been a lot of student pot developments. Okay. And we wanted to do something different. The council were kind of, getting fed up with those kind of development to introduce the minimum um, spacing policies. Yep. Um, so we thought, well, we'll we want to develop something for the long term. Um, so it's sort of future proof. So although it might be students at the moment, it, it's, it's normal apartments. Okay. Um, so, so that's, so we went down that route. Um, we could have, we could have made a lot more small studios in there. Okay. But we decided to 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 go down the, the sort of more traditional apartment route. Okay, so give us a little bit about how much do you buy a bank for? How much was that first one for you? I mean, how much does a bank cost? Yeah, so um, we got it for just under 400,000. Wow. And it's probably 18,000 square feet. Wow. So very cheap. Um, it had been marketed for a while for about 650. Okay. hadn't sold um, it had been empty for 12 years as I mentioned and it was getting in a pretty poor state it had squatters lighting fires and um, it, it it needed to be done um, yeah. so but in that sort of 12 year period of it being empty the market had changed a bit in the city center so prices had started coming up so it started to make sense to develop it I guess okay. that was always the problem the back-end values weren't there Okay. So, so yeah, we, we... And was it listed? Yeah. It, uh, so in, it's in England, so it's um, grade two listed. Grade two listed. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how many but, apartments were you going to get out of that? So initially, so so before we go in with the, with the easy planning first, so we went in for the upper floor, so it has four stories. Uh, and we got 15 apartments initially. Okay. And then we started to market the old banking hall and there's like a little side shop in the building as well. Uh, we kind of knew that having a big banking, uh, it was like 3,000 square foot on the high street is not that attractive. Yeah. Um, we spoke to all the big retailers. We got some email communication and we, we had it listed sort of on the market for a year. Okay. And then after that, we said, well, let's go back into planning and, and see what we can do there. And, and in the meantime, I mean, in, two, in 21, there were some planning policy changes in, in England. Yeah. That meant that um, they wanted to bring back housing in the city centers and allowing the high street to be a mix. Yeah. So we went in with planning. Uh, again, I was listening to some podcasts at the time with some guys from London and they were they were basically keeping the shop front yeah everything behind it was apartments awesome. so we went in with that model and and they accepted that so as long as we kept the front door to the high street retail they were happy with us doing whatever we wanted behind there awesome. so we got four more apartments four um, more so that's you up to 19 that, so, <coughs> talk and still two still still two small commercial units in there as well Good. So I want to hear about how you completed early 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Here we'll all remember for the wrong reasons. Yeah. What uh, what what challenges did, did that pose for you? You've just literally secured this massive big bank. You've got yeah. planning and all of that lovely stuff. How did you finance the purchase? Yeah, so so when because of the, the nature of the building being listed and the whole facade was covered in tarpaulin. We had done a lot of surveys up front. Okay. We spent a lot of money doing surveys and we had a bridging finance lined up yeah. because we didn't have planning. So we couldn't go straight on to our development finance. Yeah. Um, so that was all lined up and literally the week before, I think there was a bit of turmoil probably before the lockdowns with the lending market. Yeah. So a week before we were meant to complete they dropped our loan to value on the bridge from 75% to 49, I think, which wow. meant another hundred odd thousand I had to find. Okay. Um, so we managed to, to scrape that together. <laughs> Behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and we, we completed on it and went straight into planning. Okay. But planners then went on in hiding. Yeah. Basically. So, um, and our development finance was pulled that yeah. we had lined up. Um, they basically, the guy that we've been dealing with, with this specialist bank was made redundant. You know, they were just shutting down completely, um, which I think was the case for many lenders. I think we, with the specific bridging company we used, I think we were one out of maybe five projects that was funded but in that period. And normally they would have done, I don't know, 20 a day. So, wow. uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was kind of challenging, but we, so we just stuck to it. We still believed in the, in the, in the project. Yeah, and, of course. And we 
council council started coming back. They started. They wouldn't go to site, but they would ask for a lot of surveys. Okay. So we, we had a lot of surveys done. Again, a lot of cash up front. Um, then, sort of over the summer of 2020, the guy we had dealt with from from the bank before had got a new job. Okay. And and he sort of got in with the next lender that we then ended up getting our development finance with. Oh, great. So, but we didn't get planning till late 2020, which is still pretty fast for a listed building. And certainly now, now at, at this point it is. Um, so, yeah, we got our, our planning through we went, and we started early 2021. 20, wow. It's not for the faint-hearted, is oh, it? No, so it's... It definitely, I've, I mentioned it to you before, we, it's just, you have to just get on with it, even when it's going against you. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just have to work, solve the problems. Yeah, I think uh, that's ha- it. Have a good team. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel your pain with the whole money up front with the surveys and yeah. having to answer so many questions there's so many different facets involved with it, with planning and then the banks and then, you know, they're all coming at it from different angles and you're trying to keep everybody yeah. happy so that you get what you want, but you're shelling out all the cash. You yeah. know, for somebody as a first big development, that could yeah. take time. I, we, we were a bit naive, I guess. We didn't know quite how much. It seemed, I guess the bigger the development you do, the, the more money uh, the surveyors expect. Yeah, um, seem, five thousand seem to be a common figure they'd like to use. Often <laughs> yes. doubt it's five grand. There we are. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, we we had to go through a few, a couple of, of, of valuations, and and again, each one of them is five thousand and or or they're about. And then the next bank won't. They don't want to use the previous valuation. They want their own ones done. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you you. You just have to, uh, you have to do it. There's no, once you're started, it's kind of. So the development finance is quite fortuitous. One guy gets made redundant, but he still likes the project. He goes in with another bank and then he wants to lend on it. That's really shows the power behind the people. Yeah. So he's, um, you know, really good guy um, and got us a really good deal. Compared to now, I think we were, our development finance was sitting around the 7% mark. How much? The seven percent. Oh, I'd love, I'd love for that. I don't know. We can't even. I think our exit finance was probably more than that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But different different times uh, in the short, a lot of changed in the short period of time. Yes. Um, so the build started early twenty twenty one. Yeah. It was still kind of lockdowny ish then, wasn't it? Like contractors. Yeah causing yeah. challenges how long was the build meant to take well we had planned about 15 months okay so a month per apartment roughly okay and and we pretty much stuck to that um so we got 19 apartments and we did it in just about 19 months okay nice um there, again there, it, it's just a very big building um and you know just stripping out a big building is a big task yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, but we, we did it in that time. We had a few delays. Uh, you know, fire strategy has been a, a big thing, and it's 
in Scotland, I think it's already a big thing. It's just coming yeah. in England now. Yeah. Which um, have, um, there's a few things um, that sort of cause delays there. Okay. Um, but um, we, we wanted to, so not only develop good sized apartments, we also wanted to make it sort of future proof in terms of uh, energy use. Okay. Because we plan to hold it for, for a long time. Um, we did at that time. We didn't know how the energy prices were going to go, you know, yeah. crazy as well. But it has sort of paid off to have that extra pain, I guess. Good. Yeah. So, Good. so we, we so we installed heat pumps and, and tried to sort of put in modern systems in an old building. Amazing. How many times do you think you visited that site in the nineteen months? Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so typically, in the beginning, it was probably once a month. Okay. So, so we have a really good team. We have a, we hire a, a local project manager, and we have we drive, we run the development through our own construction company. Okay. So, so that means we have a really good core team, and he, he would bring in subcontractors, and he would look after everything. Good. Um, but towards the end, there was a lot of things that had to come into place. So I was down, helping out. Yeah. Uh, so the last few months, I was there a lot. Yeah. But prior to this, we we had bought we bought a block of four flats and in in the same town, and we kept one of these flats for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So throughout our our property journey, if you want, we very much kept it a, a family business. Yeah. So so we would always go out to the area and bring the kids. They're still under five. Yeah. Um, um, so we would always bring them along. We always go together, spend a week there, and and do things and the. At the pace we, that would allow us to. <laughs> that's great. So that's okay. So talk me through the strategy for going into. You've done the development finance. It's finished. Then yeah. you're moving on to what type of finance after that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so the lender we went with also have the they have the back end finance. Okay. Products, and and there was uh, there was some incentives for them to keep the business and, and to sort of work out the deal. Okay. When you take the development finance, you have a path through to your exit. That's quite and, unusual though, right? Because normally yeah. you have that have an appetite for one part of a project yeah. and they want to wash their hands of it or you know they want the finished article, it's all shiny and don't want to get their hands dirty. So that's quite yeah. unusual that one lender's wanting the whole journey. Yeah, it was it was uh it was interesting. It saved a little bit of of money, but that wasn't really the concern. No. It saved one percent, but it's really just knowing that you have a you have the exit ready there. Although yeah. obviously that changed again in when we were refinancing in October last okay. year. <laughs> so you get to October, you finish the development. It's all gone. You know, it's had challenges along the way. I mean, nineteen months. Yeah. There's a lot that can go wrong in nineteen months, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll be exhausted. Uh, and then you're going to smooth on in to this next uh, finance. It's all lined up. And then what happens? Yeah. yeah, so we were going through it. We had our offer through. Everything would look good. A brilliant valuation that we sort of had hoped for. But the market had been good the last few years. So what valuation did you get? Uh, just around 2.5 million. Nice. So really awesome. What did it cost Let's forget fees and all of that because we don't want to yeah. talk about that. But uh-huh. bill-wise, roughly? The bill, yeah, the bill was about a million. Okay. 
Okay. Um, 1.5 ish and then it's worth 2.5. Lovely. Yeah. Good. So the, the, the lending, it's all there. Yeah. Um, but again, the commercial element um, kind of sits in the way a little bit for the exit. Yeah. So, so they, they basically pull the existing finance, but come up with a, a structure for the residential only. Okay. Um, and we, we get we get a new offer through. We, we kind of saved a little bit by so the stress testing go through the roof and to the yeah. tail end of last year. Yeah. Uh, and but our yields are, are really good in in this area. Okay. And that's that sort of gives us an exit, but it means releasing less funds, basically. Okay. Yeah. Which is um, um. So we have you know money tied up in the project for the next three years. Okay, three uh, years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we decided to fix for three years. Yeah, that's not deadly. That's not deadly yeah. on a project no. of size at all. No, considering what we've been through the last. Three years. <laughs> You're looking particularly fresh, considering what you've been through. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not been easy, but I feel we learned a lot from it. So absolutely, yeah. So that that refinance process, the, the bank being you know pooling the money, you know, I, I feel your pain. I've been there, mm -hmm. um, and and then you were going to roll that money into what? What was that money going to be released to do? Yeah. So so during the last. I guess since last summer we thought, well, we either take a break. Yeah. Or and, and that was kind of the plan for a little bit. And just sort of we are adding uh, quite a bit a big chunk to our portfolio. So admin sort of goes exponential half yeah. as well. Yeah. Um so we wanted to keep up with that. And then but then I was speaking to some friends and they were saying, Well, they were out looking and, and things just take a long time. Yeah. For the big developments we kind of like doing the big developments so just that week i was having those thoughts this next project comes on the market and we thought well let's go for it and see and and we met with the vendor really lovely lady that was selling it and we agreed to buy it um but this time not unconditionally so subject to planning okay um the building is already in, is still in use um they just wanted to have an exit plan over the next year or so at the time so 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 we've been in, done all the planning what is the what is the building what is it tell us yes. so so it's another it's another bank building it's a lot small it's still big but smaller okay. <laughs> uh, so i think we're getting 14 one bedroom apartments in this one okay nice um so an old westminster bank that is now a solicitor's office okay um, but yeah, it hasn't been, it has been modernized a little bit, maybe 25 years ago, but um, it needs, everything needs to come out and a full sort of insulation and, and development again. So, so it, the first one's not put you off, huh? Uh, not quite. I, I like, I like these projects. They, they always say stay away from listed buildings, but there's some benefits as well. We have less competition, less of the Big developers, developers don't want to, they're not interested in these sort of small projects. Yeah. It's slightly too big for for most investors. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a nice uh, niche to be in, I think. And uh, again, with listed buildings, 
while we're doing it, we would have had to pay 30,000 a year in, in business rates. But yep. because it's listed, that goes away. Yes. Um, so there's some benefits with having the listed. And as long as you have good listed building offices to work with. Yes. Um, it, it's not too daunting. But we have turned down listed buildings where we met the officer and thought, he's going to kill this project. Okay. So even if you got the building for free, he would make it not viable. Okay. So so having that um, is, is, is crucial, knowing the people you're dealing with. <laughs> we always talk about this being a people business and oh, absolutely being key 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 to it yeah. so you've got you've got that offer it's subject to planning so is that in planning at the moment it's going yes that yeah so they accepted it in principle um uh, so now we're just going through the process of the surveys that they want for that <laughs> yeah more surveys. Less surveys, yeah less than before but still this they want this noise assessments and so on so yes of course of course wow so, what yes. advice? <laughs> so there's going to be people listening to this thinking, Blumenek, this book went from buy to lets to HMOs to buying banks to build 19 apartments. That that does seem like quite a big jump. Mm. What was it, do you think, that gave you the confidence to pull that off, to go for that? Definitely having a good foundation with your training and not starting too big. Yeah. Just get used to the process. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then when when we took the first, so HMOs were a big step for us at the time. And and at that time we had our, our mentorship. Yeah. And that was again just it pushes you forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, you, you you do things for a while and you get comfortable with it and. And then it, it always feels like it's the sort of next. We, we always went with things that sort of that that we were interested in doing. Right? And we didn't really follow. It was not always about following the money. You get to a stage where it's not so. It's not always just about following the next new um, popular thing to do. But it's also sort of it has to fit with our, with your long term goals what you want from it so so we never done service accommodation we always felt that that was like hard work yeah on with them on after after you do it we always felt that we do the work and then we hand it over to our managing agents and deal with it yeah um so um and so yeah it's um but definitely having that support team have some have, have a, a network of people and and, and and the training side of things it's just you you propel forward a lot faster and you make less mistakes less mistakes still challenges oh, oh boy still challenges yeah yeah it's not it's not easy it really isn't so what do the next five years look for you and the family have you got a five-year vision of where this is going or are you just going to keep buying banks yeah uh so yeah hopefully there'll be enough banks available no um we have been really what we're also working on is sort of to this, I guess as you grow, you get more, even though you have agents in place, you have more and more management. Yeah. So we've been building the team around sort of the operation a bit over the few, last few years and spent a lot of time on systems. Okay. And I think what we sort of got to the stage now where it's time to build this. So we have our construction company, but really build maybe the 
companies around our business to support okay. it. Okay. To, so we have less involvement with everything. <laughs> yes. If that's possible, I don't know. But... Yeah, we talk about passive income, don't we? Yes. Actually, <laughs> admin, uh, <laughs> yeah, it can sometimes get a bit out of control. Yeah, so, um, but it's really important. Um, and especially with the bigger developments, it's not just like dealing with utilities. Just You can't deal with one, because there's so many, they won't deal with you over the phone. You have to submit it and it takes a lot longer and the same with the councils. And yeah. so you end up spending half of uh, your work meet, you know, speaking with utility companies and, wow. and so on. So that's what, so we're trying to sort of build our supporting team to, to still do these kind of developments. Um, yeah. We have been thinking about doing uh, new build development land, uh, land, but haven't really got to it yet. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So we've looked at a few opportunities, haven't been successful with our bidding. Um, okay. And, and that was even in Scotland. So trying to do a bit closer to home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like but, uh, that's awesome we'll need to introduce you to paul murray paul mm -hmm. is doing lots of uh, land developments uh, at the moment so i'll introduce yeah. you to him so you that's can... interesting yeah. yeah it's a bit unknown <laughs> and, and it's always a bit scary going into the unknown and you do feel yeah. like when you're turning up there's maybe a bit of imposter syndrome like can i really do this and mm -hmm. but if you do know someone that has done it and they yeah. can just steer you and tell you that you're on the right track that always massively helps yeah definitely no, that would be that would be really good, and and I do think we are going to continue with these kind of developments. I, I feel it's a nice, it's it's also bringing an old building back to life. It's also yeah. that's a good um, brings us uh, a lot of satisfaction to see that. And, yeah. You know. so, um, so yeah, it's brilliant. Well, listen, this has been fascinating uh, to hear how how it's gone, and look, I think it's good that we all share the challenges that we face. You've done mm -hmm. a big development like that your very first one through mm -hmm. an unprecedented uh, period of time where you know banks get very nervous and planning departments disappear and work from home or not working from home <laughs> um so you've done incredibly incredibly well it's been a joy to to watch it so um if people want to get in touch with you you're on social medias um, yeah yeah linkedin linkedin facebook, facebook. Um, instagram i guess instagram. Um, i try and be a bit more active than it, it's really actually I find it really difficult posting about big projects because there's so many things going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bore people. <laughs> and, and, and it just takes so long, doesn't it? It's like, and I'll let you know how it goes in 19 months' time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, look, you're part of our community, part of our network, and uh, so people can mm -hmm. reach out to you on our, our Facebook uh, group as well. So it's been an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to hear what happens with this next bank. No, thank you. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thank you. I loved speaking with Jesper and wow, I feel really privileged to have been there right at the start of his journey many years ago. I love how he managed to overcome all those challenges with listed building and COVID 
and delays in the project. And to go to such a huge development as his first is a real inspiration to many. Um, you can uh, connect with Jesper in our Facebook community, which is Property Wealth System Community on Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube, Property Wealth System. And if you want to get involved like Jesper did, by all means, you can reach out to us on our website and connect with us there. But join us again next week when we'll have some more fantastic content to share with you on this Property Life podcast. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.